0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Guinness World Record holding Fondazi Fire. That's right, everybody, this is a Fondazi Fire show. And this is the podcast where we ask the question: what do you want? Now, normally the answer would be more fire, but tonight, tonight's a very special night, and the answer is more soleil. Yes. Woo! <laughs> I am your host, Adam the Rombaro Soko, and with me, as always, is my lovely and beautiful wife, Katie, Mighty Mouse Matryshka.
1: Hello. And joining us tonight is Soledad Kern. Yeah. She's our awesome, awesome, amazing everything behind the show. And of course, as usual, Teresa, our producer. Hello.
0: Welcome, everybody. Hey. So, Sole, (laughs) the first question... I think we can start out with is what would you say is your role within the Fondazi Fire Circus?
2: That's such a sneaky question. I know. <laughs> oh man. Uh, uh biggest fan, you know, number one fan is definitely uh I important to note. Yeah. Um backup dancer. <laughs> um
0: if ever there's a need, I'm sure you know all the choreography.
2: I mean and when I say backup dancer, I mean back of the house dancer. Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um the the person that does not set things on fire, you know, um, even though I'm never given fire, you know.
0: You oh, do do a really cool. good job with the non-fire fire wands. However? Yes, you do.
2: Better they than do. me. Really good. You do job. a really good do. job. Uh, professional non-fire fire dancer. Yes, um, there you go. Uh, also, uh, merchandise uh, phoenix. Merchandise so. phoenix. My, but
1: you're missing the most important role in my opinion.
2: Uh, also, I like to take pictures of
1: your faces. That that was not it.
2: You uh, are the Fondazi
1: hairdresser. You yes, do you my are. hair. <laughs> <laughs> is, you do the most important true. thing that I don't light myself on I mean, well, you make my hair look beautiful and up so that it's less likely to light
2: on fire. And you do it with that Teresa and Radley
1: and Kristen and Fond Aussie Beautician. You yeah. are. That's so many different big.
2: things. We've we've come up with some really fun styles. Yeah. A lot of fun styles. Actually, uh Katie, I was I was thinking of you uh a couple days ago because I was watching the TikTok video. Um and I cannot remember his name because I'm brand new to TikTok as of like four days ago. Uh, but he was talking; he was uh, he's a one of the native dancers, and he was talking mm-hmm. about braiding his hair and how like you think of good intentions that you braid into yep. hair. And I was like, oh, "That's what I did every morning." You did. Like- we would ta- we would talk <laughs> about the day and
1: what we wanted as you did my hair. It was actually very traditional.
0: Really? Yeah. I wasn't aware that you guys were back there doing that. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a very traditional thing while you're doing your hair is you braid your best intention. And it not only um, are you supposed to be thinking about intentions, to my knowledge, but it's also a representation of yourself, the future, and the past. Hmm. And it the can braid, also the be that
2: the, the three strands is uh, mind, body, and soul as mm-hmm. well. There's, there's so. a lot
1: of things that go into mm-hmm. a braid.
2: So I didn't know I was doing that, but it was really interesting when I was watching that video. And I was like... <gasps> Oh, and I miss doing that because like that was like how we centered ourselves in the morning. It, it was. Yeah. At least and, that's how um, I centered myself and woke up in the morning.
1: <laughs> very true. And and you were also that person, Soleil, that um, you just had everything on hand. You were like... In a way the wedding planner you know how how she had like everything on her any sort of situation and she would pull something out and she would be ready for it that's you we wouldn't come to a problem and so he's like i got you covered don't worry and you would like go into your bag and you pull something out and save the day you i mean you saved us so many times on these little things that were like oh no we forgot this oh i have one it's a
0: magic like, bag i don't know how you fit the lampshade in there
2: but... <laughs> <laughs> i have like a mix of like j from from the wedding planner and mary poppins and maybe a ta- <laughs> little bit of time lord i don't know i think you are a little bit of everything <laughs>
1: wow. magic so now that we have that established sole um
2: how did you get started at the minnesota renaissance festival Oh, gosh, that was so long time ago. Uh, The my my brother's friend uh, who actually took pictures at uh, his wedding, which was in my parents' backyard, um, uh, asked me out on a date, which was terrible and I didn't like (laughs) him. Uh, And I and I accidentally uh, spilled leftover Korean sauce down his back and blamed it on some kids playing soccer in the parking lot that they splashed. Um, So in that really awkward moment, before that happened, he invited me to come out to volunteer at the King of the Log. And I felt obligated after spilling sauce all down his back (laughs) to to go volunteer at the King of the Log because he so kindly asked. Does he know that you actually spilled the sauce now? I don't think so. We're. I haven't, I haven't spoken with him in probably six or seven years. No, probably close to eight years. I it was very, it was right after that last, that, that very, my very first season. Um, I still remember, uh, he forgot the, the B gate pass. And oh. so he might have snuck me through one of the open fence posts oh, by open. the pirate ship. <laughs> So my first time actually being out there, I was very, very much stuck in the back uh, oh, yeah. with Luca, which <laughs> Luca was nine months old at the time. Oh, <laughs> baby Luca, Yeah. So I volunteered and I fell in love with it. So I worked the first couple years at the King of the Log volunteering and then uh, created their Facebook page and started all of their social media stuff, uh, started doing pictures. Um, Yeah, I don't know how far you want me to go after that, but that's just that was the beginning. That's good. Adam, before. Go ahead. I was going to say, before you
1: started, you also got snuck in quite a bit, didn't you?
0: Yeah, we have that in common, except I I got snuck in in the trunk of a car. Oh, after hours, (laughs) and the beautiful thing about that is that Katie thought that that was a good time to flirt with the gate guard.
1: He was really cute. <laughs> <laughs> it was only no, like five minutes that you were in the back of the car. you were, you were
2: fine.
0: Felt like an eternity. you were fine. When you, when you started at the King of the Log, did you have a character?
2: No, I didn't. I still super vividly remember though, the moment that I, I found I realized my first day out there that like this, I was home and then I and I loved it. Um, And it was I mean, I was uh, single and I had a nine month old child and just my confidence wasn't the the best, I would say, at that that moment in my life. And a a guy that I did not know, and he is now one of my really good friends. And I and I adore him to pieces. just stopped me in my tracks when I was volunteering. I think I was going for lunch or something. And he looked at me and he goes, I just wanna tell you, you're stunning. I just, I thought, I felt like you needed to know that today. And I was like, what? And then I secretly went around the corner and cried because of confidence again. And I was like, I'm home, these are my people. (laughs) Like they just knew what I needed to hear and they told me and then I have been there ever since.
0: How long did you spend at the King of the Log?
2: I think it was like three years before you before you all stole me. Stole <laughs> we you? We totally stole
1: you. You we did. We poached yeah. you. It was, it was actually. Actually,
2: no. no. it was paid for. Remember? Because Brett agreed to, to, <laughs> to marry Star. That's, that's because
1: we told penis. Brett we wanted you and that he had to do whatever it took to
2: get you. It was a very long conversation between <laughs> us and Brett. Yes, that was really fun. That was fun, though. But it was I was I was getting Um, I needed a change at, at, at that point in time. So I feel like that was maybe let's see. This would have been my ninth year. So I think I was there four years.
1: I think so, too, because you were with yeah. us for four years. Right. And then this year, yep. you, unfortunately, you were not. But you're still out there. So I mean, you're still with us.
2: We weren't yeah. we weren't. No one was out there. Well, right, the year before. What am I trying to say? <laughs> time, time doesn't off. matter. Time did not matter. I mean I I don't Time is
1: wibbly wobbly. I don't even know how old I am or my children, so don't pay attention. <laughs>
0: you know, we did a legacy podcast with Mark Lazarchek uh a few months back. I don't recall which episode that ended up being, but he actually got his start at King of the Log as well.
2: A so lot of people did. It, it's a really good kind of jumping off point. I, I liked it because um, they just have volunteers and the money goes to uh, like different uh, like theater groups in the Twin Cities. And so we get a lot of like kid volunteers coming from schools, mm-hmm. things like that. So I, I liked the the donation aspect of it. um, And it was just a lot of fun. And it's good to have a home base. So I just switched my home base to, to, you know, Sherwood forest. So stage, whatever our stage is called right now. It's Sherwood, stage, it's yeah. it's Sherwood. Sherwood stage, that one <laughs> for
1: now. So one of the roles that you mentioned, or maybe Adam mentioned, or maybe I heard it in my head, who knows, was uh, photography. Yes. So when did you start taking pictures at a festival?
2: So I know my first year I didn't because I just volunteered a few times. I was getting my bearings. Um, but I started bringing my camera out the second year. But I would say it wasn't until my third year that I really started going around and taking more and more pictures. And in my third and fourth year, it, w- it became my mission because I kept seeing on like the chats that there's only pictures of certain people out there. So like it became my mission to take pictures of, of all of the things that weren't the normal marketing pictures. So I love taking pictures of the vendors and of products and um, all sorts of people because I I love, um, I just love meet, meeting people and going around. So I just, I did that. And I don't know, got to know people. And then <laughs> I remember, I think it was in my fourth, uh, towards the end of my fourth year, I kept like being really shy, like, I don't know if I should be here. And people just kept grabbing my arm and be like, yes, you, yes, you should be here. Just get back here. <laughs> and you guys did that too. You're like, just, just do the thing and don't run into fire and we, we gave you food too didn't we yeah you typically bribe people you with did feed me <laughs> but then i also fed you because i remember i yes. used to bake a lot more than i did now and i would make monster cookies
1: yes
0: yes what happened to monster cookies
2: those are adam's
1: favorite cookies
0: Come
2: on. Well, i'll make them you made, make them, like, them <laughs> <be one>. <laughs> made them like 2 years
1: ago
0: be one i made them every year
2: because they're I, they're the, the breakfast cookie because they have oatmeal. So that means they're healthy. <laughs> yes. And uh, peanut I get my butter kids protein. eat overnight
1: oats by and putting peanut in. Butter protein. I protein. agree.
2: <laughs> yeah. The best. So and then, yeah. And then I think it was a, a, a year or so after that, then I actually connected with marketing and actually became the last two years, three years. I, I don't even know. Time blends together. Um, actually started working with marketing and becoming like a, a marketing photographer i'm I'm doing air quotes which you can't hear on a podcast but you know i can hear <laughs> i think that your voice air quoted just fine i think so too
1: <laughs> so you took one of my absolute favorite pictures of adam and i don't know which year that was i want to say was it, was- it
2: when i was laying on a stage or no it n- no it the was
1: gate it was by front gate you were laying on the ground and you shot him blowing up towards right. the gate. I want to say that was the first year we met you, wasn't it?
2: No. Or was it the that second? Was, that was the second because that was the year that I was I was yours like start to finish. I was your merch yeah. person. Okay. Yeah, And so then I, remember I, that. I followed you out there because you were trying to see how tall. Yeah, because it right. was
1: Adam was trying to go for the tallest fire blast in the Guinness World Record.
0: Yeah, we we're looking for din- different Guinness World Records. We figured the front gate was a perfect place to do tall fire blast because somebody could be up on the gate and actually tell you how tall the fire blast went. And we were trying out different combinations of fuels, some of which were not very tasty, I can tell you that.
2: <laughs> right. I and do so- remember that you that you weren't me because I, I said, can I lay underneath you? And you're like, you're going to get drenched in oil. And I was like, yeah. I mean, I can always wash my camera. It's fine it's one
1: of my absolute favorite photos it's one of the ones that i always send out to new pe- festivals or people when they want information just because it's was, so like that
2: was one of my favorite oh. that one was really fun i think that more hilarious was the one where i laid underneath you on the stage because everyone was wondering what i was doing because you were doing it was uh Kazmir was there you so were it there the, it was, was like a competition yeah because yeah. you had marked it on the tree do you remember when you marked the height on the tree
1: yep
2: yeah it's a giant stick
1: <laughs> yeah adam made a giant stick
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> the coolest thing he's ever built yeah so, and, you, and, stick. and i remember that thing. you invited me up onto the stage so i was on like the lower part and you were on the top part and i shot that one up but it was during the day so it wasn't quite as Breathtaking.
1: Yeah. 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 The other one was right at dusk when it was the festival's closing and it was nice and dark out. It
0: was one of the later weekends, so it was getting darker by the time the festival closed.
2: Mm-hmm. It was so <laughs> dark that night.
0: Oh, yeah. That was
2: crazy. We need to Let's do that ho- again.
0: <laughs> we should do that again. Maybe next year. <laughs>
1: So like, you have seen our show from the backstage aspect of it because you've taken shots of that. You've seen our stage or our show from, in a sense, on stage because there's some places that you would go. I think was it you or N- Nicholas who went across the bridge or was it Craig?
2: Maybe Sean? I've gone across the bridge and I've also been behind you, like in the little in the Vardo behind.
1: Right. Yeah. So you've seen it. The sh- and then you have also sold our merchandise. So you'd be on the backside of our stage. Which is the best viewpoint?
2: Oh, like by far. There's if if we move the bench and you sit right in front of that, of that first tree because it's also an aisle, so there's no one in front of you. Because I'm short. If always... you didn't, if you didn't know that, I'm I'm very short, so I don't really like looking over people, and it sometimes is a little bit too close, like you can't get everyone or see everything if you're in like the very very front row. So, like being back right in front of that tree is bomb.
1: That that's our photographer tree. That's where we tell uh-huh. people to like people. What am I saying? People. We tell you. We tell Craig. We tell Nicholas, and we tell Sean.
2: In the future, we I should guess- just put like a stool and like a special like reserved sign. That'd be great. I was just thinking that we need velvet ropes too. <laughs> <laughs> I think this. We has know to how happen. to treat our
1: photographers. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: Which is also Maybe one of the little... reasons you're probably the most photographed people on <laughs> Is it because site? we see you and we
1: strike a pose?
2: <laughs> well, I like I like when I, I purposely take pictures of you and you don't know. <laughs> there are those too.
0: There's some candid photos, but you can't get candid photos of Katie too often because she <laughs> – Really does ham it up for the camera as much as I, possible.
2: I know what you're talking about. Although one of my favorite photos that I do have that's not fire related of all of you is Teresa eating popcorn. Yes, <laughs> That was that is delightful. that was a
1: good time. It was delightful to pose for that too. Um, I do have a question for you if I can jump in of course course. what uh, which one of us makes the best derp faces that you don't publish to the internet thank you very much I appreciate that (laughs) Brett (laughs) (laughs)
2: that's
1: awesome would you volunteer a photo from that collection for us to review (laughs) Um,
2: I'm gonna be honest with you a lot of them I don't keep
1: good that's probably so, better for all of us.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really, what I, what I post, like, I think that's like the, the biggest difference between all of the different photographers and myself is if I don't post it, it's because it either a didn't work or b I hated it and it's already deleted. <laughs> okay. like, there's, there's, I don't, I don't keep them. I don't like, oh, maybe I'll edit this later. I'm like, nope, I want to edit them and get them done with and like get them out because I. I hate editing so much like (laughs) I just if I could pay someone to do all of my editing and posting for me, I would be so happy because that's the part I hate. I love like taking pictures and not necessarily posing, but like arranging the composition of a photo. I love that. I love uh, ninja photos where I'm taking pictures and you don't know I'm there. And I know what I want it to look like. So editing is not time consuming. because I already know what I want when I'm taking it. But maybe Craig
1: should just hire you to set everything up for him.
0: That was honestly one of my favorite (laughs) stories of like Soleil taking all the time to set up the composition of a photo, get everybody in place, (laughs) take the photo, and then watch Craig come up and take the same photo.
2: Okay, so for our listeners. He does who- that mainly as a joke though. Like he does it actually and now it's to the point where like he'll put his elbow on my head to take the picture.
0: You gotta have and that like- higher perspective.
2: <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: So for those who don't know, Soleil has been uh she she will go photograph other groups and other um places or people at a festival so she will set them up so they look very pretty for her to take a photo now there is another photographer who we all adore named craig and craig has stumbled on to a couple of these and started taking pictures of them to the point where they're, they joke about it but i don't think it was we a joke do. at the beginning didn't he
2: just it would stumble on you like doing that <laughs> wouldn't he yeah well the the joke came about because he will stumble upon it and take a picture and he would slightly change the angle or he would just take one. But those are the ones that always got shared and posted by like <laughs> by the group. And I was like, I wasn't really mad at him because his photos are really phenomenal. And he is a really good human being. And I appreciate his friendship.
1: <laughs> My um, but crank, I would get yes.
2: so I would get so mad because I'm like, I took the same exact freaking picture and also i did all of the work thank you very much
1: so so like i feel you so much because there's this thing with adam and brett where i suggest something or i say something and they both totally ignore me and then five minutes later one of them be like i have an idea
0: i do have a lot of brilliant ideas
2: i have heard that i have heard that in song order (laughs) <laughs> i feel like we have food conversations and you say something and then five minutes later it's like oh we should have this for for lunch next week you're like i just said that yes
1: that is true it's a fondazi woman to curse apparently
2: we we are totally a family we're like we say something and we're only half listening and then we think about it quote unquote later and really we didn't it's just that we weren't, like, fully listening, and so we kind of felt, like, harshly heard it.
0: Yep.
2: <laughs> it's a true story. I think her use of we
1: was very magnanimous, considering- I do agree with that. There's a, a certain segment of our family that does it more often than that. <laughs> very true. Fact. All right, so, Soleil, yes. you also came with us to Baraboo. Now, we talked about Baraboo a couple episodes ago. Yep. Tell us what your thoughts were about Circus World
2: in Baraboo, Wisconsin. Robes and Ruffians. I I loved it so much. I remember that it was a, it was a really crazy trip for me because I had to fly out uh, on a trip that was like a two-part trip. Like I had to fly to Maine and then I had to fly to Florida for work. And then I was like, OK, I, will, I can do Florida. But the caveat is that you have to fly me to Wisconsin instead of home. Because if I do that trip and if I agree to that, I still have to get to Wisconsin because I need to go to Circus World, <laughs> <laughs> and I need to sell some some merch, um, and dress up this weekend. And my works were like my work said yes, which I thought was crazy. Uh, so I flew in, and then I had to take a, like an hour and a half Uber.
0: <laughs> That's crazy
2: <laughs> to the Wisconsin Dells. It was it was a little bit weird, and I remember texting you the entire way, like, "Okay, I'm I'm getting in the car now for an hour and a half with a stranger. I just need you to know where I am. Here's my GPS signal." <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and you made um, it to us, and I did, and I it was amazing, and I and I absolutely loved it, and I the okay, am I pronouncing this right? The hippodrome. Hippodrome. Mm-hmm. hippodrome yeah hippodrome yeah it was so cool because it was i mean granted it was terrible weather and it was cold and with the Very snow cold. that one time like was ridiculous but it was always dark enough inside the hippodrome that i feel like it really highlighted the fire and yeah. it made for really fun photography and a really fun show because It could be completely sunny outside, but inside, uh, it was still dark enough to have this amazing show and really still highlight the fire, even though it was the middle of the day.
0: Yeah, it's perfect weather inside the Hippodrome, perfect light, uh, no wind. That's why we need to build one on the MRF site. We're
1: trying to get one.
2: It would be so. Amazing. And then I just I feel like there really wasn't a bad seat in the entire house. Mm-mm,
0: no, So
2: everyone was just having such a blast to, you know, go inside and sit down and real chairs. Yeah. And everyone could see everyone could see everything. There wasn't a random tree in the way blocking views. <laughs> you didn't have like <laughs> spotty sun sunshine. So like as a photographer for you guys, that was amazing because I didn't have to deal with the like the sun and shade aspects that you yep. get with all the trees and the leaves. So uh, it was amazing. And then I I still remember one of my favorite things was going inside the museum. Yes. But it was it appeared closed, but the door was open, but the lights were off. Yep. And yep. so we just kind of walked around and I felt very like. I don't know what the word is, but I felt very, like, -like. (laughs) (laughs) rebel-like. It was a good time.
1: It was. One of my favorite moments was when you took a picture of me admiring myself in the (laughs) caravan of mirrors and Adam looking so – I don't even know what the word is. You were just, like,
2: disapproving or something. I'm going to say judgmental inception. (laughs) Yes.
0: It's and you could judgmental see. inception. Is that what you said? Be,
2: yeah, because it was a mirror of a mirror of a mirror, and then I was yeah. and there's a mirror like there was like multiple like yeah yeah. So you could see me
1: admiring yeah. myself and you judging me for admiring myself over and over and over. Yes,
0: it is judgmental, yeah, it but was, it's an acceptance. You're judging at the same time.
1: That's where our children get the judgy looks is from you.
0: you no, know, our daughter, <laughs> our youngest daughter, Ashlyn, came out judgy. There's a picture of her, as soon as she came home from the hospital, there's a picture of her looking at the camera like, I can't believe you, and just judging so harshly. She gets that from you. Yeah. So apparently it's genetic.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. No, that was an amazing, amazing time. And I I think just in general, us recreating some of the scenes from all the different (laughs) all the different circus wagons and then shock pictures of some of the <laughs> incredibly racist uh, images that were painted on them as well. Yeah.
0: Uh, <laughs> it was a different
1: time.
2: It was. It was. And the very scary, I think it was was it Mother Goose? Oh yeah. gosh, yes. The
1: gold Mother Goose. <laughs> Ooh. So creepy. So creepy. But She clearly comes alive at night. <laughs>
2: Right. But it was so it was such a fun. Honestly, it is such a fun show. And I loved the setup um, and the different types of music. And I like I truly felt like it was more like a circus atmosphere where there was like the one center stage and that you were on it. But then you have all these different tents and booths with like food and arts. And uh, I don't even know what he was doing, but uh, do you remember the, like the old man? Uh, he was at the like the far, far end. I took a couple really cool pictures oh, of him Mustafa? because he was like, oh, but he was uh, was he an all in
1: white and had like a white yes. beard? Yes, like that's super long beard. Mustafa. That's
2: yeah, yes. Mustafa. He, He's
1: really awesome, fantastic. What, He's was a story- he, what was he
0: doing? He's a storyteller, and he also plays a lot of different instruments. Yeah. And so you go into his hut, his little tent, and he'll say, you know, you want to pick out an instrument and he'll tell you a little story about what it is and then he'll play the instrument for you. And it's just a really cool, intimate little experience with him.
1: Yeah. And that photo you took is one of the best photos I've ever seen out of your catalog. It is moving.
2: I was, I don't know, I was really struck by him. and obviously I didn't go in and I didn't talk to him because I was just like, I don't know. I was also running around like a mad woman because like the light was perfect outside and the sky was blue, but there were clouds. So like there was texture. And then like, (laughs) I still remember, Teresa, you and Chris were like, let's do an engagement shoot. (laughs) It wasn't really, but that's what it looked like. Yes, it totally
1: did. It was fun. (laughs)
2: With all like the lady, the like, like the silk scarves just flowing. And yes, I was having you practice your model poses.
0: (laughs) I was really, really sad not to have Rogues and Ruffians again this year.
2: I know we had
1: come up with a plan for keeping backstage somewhat warm, too. I don't remember what it was, but we had a plan. We
0: also had come up with a plan for yes, uh, gathering as the gathering of Rogues and Ruffians to be able to raise more money for their nonprofit, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, really utilizing the hippodrome for the purposes of raising money for them because you have a captive audience for you know 30 45 minutes right there well let's circle back to mrfs we talked about rogues and ruffians but um we were talking earlier about how you do the women's hair in the morning. What does a day in the life of Soleil at MRF look like?
2: Oof. Um, OK, so you're camping taking out it there, back. Right? Yeah, I was to say, well, taking it back to um, when I would actually stay out there and I would camp out there because um, that's that's really what works best because I live about 45 minutes away. Forty five, forty five 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, um, or more depending on traffic on one sixty
0: nine.
2: Uh. But normally what I would do is I would, I would wake up, um, get dressed pretty quickly and then head straight on up, uh, to the Sherwood stage. And sometimes I would do, do Ashland's hair. Sometimes I would do Katie's hair, but in general, we were usually running slightly late to cast call, so we would.
0: Never. <laughs> so that would... never happens.
2: <laughs> I would bring my stuff with me, and then I would braid hair while at cast call. Um, make it sometimes to opening gate, sometimes not. It just kind of depends on my mood.
1: Can we we quickly talk about your stuff when you say I bring my stuff to front gate? Because your hair stuff was like amazing when you'd be like, hold on, and you'd whip stuff out, like how you had it. (laughs) Like, it was awesome. Can you please?
2: Sure. So I have a lot of pockets that I carry at any given time, and I have found ways and uh, shout out to Da Vinci Scientifica because they've made Mm, a bunch of my harnesses. We love Um, them. They
0: also made my torch too. Yeah, Yeah. they are
2: phenomenal. And I always come with them with really random things like, hey, I want to create a harness that's using your design, but carries a 50,000 pound camera. Can you do that for me? (laughs) And then they do it and it's amazing. So but I I have a lot of pouches, so I am really uh, purposeful and efficient in my use of pouches. So I have everything separated out. So I have regular bobby pins, I have uh, dark colored bobby pins, and I have blonde colored bobby pins. And I'll explain why in a little bit, but I have multiple color hair bobby pins, short and long and spiral to do different things. Um, I always bring uh, like a sanitizing spray and a comb so that I can comb out. But then also for everyone's safety, I like to sanitize it afterwards. Just like in a salon. Uh, It's a whole salon experience. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes I bring my phone. Or sometimes you guys bring your phones and play music if it's actually not during Cast Call. Um, uh, Oh, and I have random like flowers, clips. I have all of that stuff in there. Um, Sometimes I like have scarves. (laughs) I remember doing like uh ashley's hair a couple times and i think morgan's hair a couple of times and they were cold and i was like here's my scarf let me just yep. wrap you up so i i like for people to be comfortable you also do amazing done. auntie jobs so thank you, you. yeah
1: about <laughs> say you saved Haley like her first year at royal court when she refused to wear any cloaks we had she would only wear yours <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> because yours is better than ours you know mom and dad's who wants
2: mom and dad's cloaks well, it's cuz my cloak is made out of the material that you cover snowmobiles with. So. I know.
1: I tried to find another cloak. I went back to the same place you got it to try to get one for Haley yeah. and they didn't have any more.
2: Well, they had they they randomly had one pallet of that fabric and they made all the cloaks they could out of it. And I I snatched one up real quick. But no, so I have that on all my pouches and um and then I also just I have my camera on a harness so that I don't have to worry about it and it's the camera on the harness that's attached to the crossbow so that it all kind of goes together. So, all right.
1: So you do cast call. we you do hair, and then what? Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: then usually, if I can make it to our opening gate, I'll go to opening gate. Takes take some like action pictures. People coming in, people dancing around, singing. I love those candid shots. Either either there or actually down at the merch table. Um, I do hair a lot of times just at, on Saturday morning. For the whole weekend, I do it for uh, Kamala, who is one of the other mu- is is a lovely female singer in one of the musician groups out there, and she always has me do her hair as well, just to start the day, and usually comes up with some really fun ideas, like I'm gonna try this this weekend, or it's cooler, so I can have my hair half down, or it's really hot already, I need it up and away, and I don't want it to touch me, and I was like, okay, so. So we come up with things um, and if I haven't finished the rest of the Fondazzi ladies hair, then I I take time when I do that. You know and what else I... is at this time? Coffee,
1: crepes. It, crepes, it's where we, <laughs> we trade crepes. So yes. Fili would get the savory crepe and I would get the sweet crepe and then we eat half and then switch. Which is the perfect combination of sweet and savory. I know, it was like my favorite
2: mornings are when we sh- we share crepes. Seriously. Those Lazy Dragon crepes, I just, I, I so need good. them in my the life. Yes, shout also, out to Lazy uh, Dragon
0: and the Fondazi Lazy crepes. Dragon.
2: Well, we'd well I mean, always get the Fondazi special,
0: so.
2: Yes. Adam, what's the Fondazi <laughs> special?
0: I believe it's two or three eggs. It's three eggs. Three eggs, three eggs. biscuits and gravy, and uh, on a crepe.
1: Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Is there bacon on there, too? I don't remember that uh, part, no. but or you would, I you don't would think get that so. or I would get that, and then we would get usually Adam, the banana Nutella. Strawberry Nutella. Strawberry Nutella, that's what it was.
2: Actually, no, I think we started doing strawberry banana Nutella. I just remember there's Nutella with some fruit. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yep. <laughs> with the sweet Because it's healthy with right? the, the fruit. That's right. And, and we Nutella and we had hazelnuts. So that's kind of like protein, right? I don't know. <laughs> no, but I love that. So like we always we always shared that. And, and then that's usually the time backstage when you guys are discussing your set lists and Getting all the, the food going if it's in a crock pot or a slow cooker or whatever that might be. And and then I usually play with the children for a while because they bring me joy and are usually starting to run around at that point. And I want them out of your hair backstage. So I like to <laughs> That's take them out. Super. Thank you. Yes. Let's <laughs> we'll say
1: all oh, the children love you. I love them so after we have had our meeting we're about to start our first show
2: then I, I set up the booth when I when I run merch for you and I love doing that because I have a very uh, efficient and systemic way of setting up the merch booths that is all everything is visible that everyone knows exactly what it is and I always love doing that. I always loved displaying things in a very pretty fashion. And then I prepare myself to to dance along with all of the performances and reenact all movements that you make with fire, but with fire wands.
1: I love seeing so, you from the stage. My gosh. There are times, Sully, when it's really hard not to start laughing and totally drop my prop because I'm laughing at you so hard from the mm. back. <laughs> and I love it so much.
2: It's it brings me joy, and it also and there's times I make faces at you. <laughs> it's also really funny the number of people that like stop and watch me, and I was like, "The show is up there. Why are you looking at me? That's just weird." That's <laughs> what they're thinking too. <laughs> <laughs> that is. There have been at least two little girls that I tell the story. Um, she's like, "Why are you back here?" And I was like well you know there was this thing and like the shed was on fire when i got there i did not set it on fire but no one (laughs) believes me and so now i just have these dreamers and i'm not allowed to play with fire and i thought this one little girl was gonna cry she felt so bad and she's like, they should give you another chance. Everyone deserves second chances. Oh my god. <laughs> it was really hard to keep it straight. <laughs> but I did. I was like, I know. I'll talk to them again. Thank you so much. I feel very encouraged.
1: That
0: was very That's sweet. Fantastic.
2: Yeah, but now there's a little girl that doesn't like us because we won't give
1: so <laughs> No, they still
2: they still love you because I usually follow it up, but like, oh, don't they look so cool though? They're so pretty. And she's like, they are really pretty. No. <laughs> but yeah, so I do that. So I do merch and I just kind of go back and forth. And whenever I'm not running merch, I run around taking pictures. I still I still try to go and get pictures um, of things that I haven't yet. So um, I've kind of started. I just I got into a rotation almost like going to different parts of, of Fest. I don't try to hit all parts of Fest every single day like I did in the past. Um, I'm too old for that now and (laughs) my body hurts when I do that.
0: Yeah. So is there one thing that you have as your favorite thing about working out at Minnesota Renaissance?
2: Literally the family. I I love I love the family aspect of it. Um, I have I have friends that I feel like are the most authentic friends that I've ever had in my life. Um, And, and people that consistently show up like they're, they are there for you when you need someone to lean on or support and, and it's mutual, you know, it's every, everyone is, is there to support and help and like uplift and empower those around them which is a really unique experience i also um i I feel like people can be themselves which is is so interesting when so many people also have to be characters all out there but i also feel like sometimes the characters allow people to be more themselves than they can be in their real lives and i just think that that's a really unique place to be and um a really uh positive thing to be a part of
0: well we'd love having you be a part of our Fondazi family it's been fantastic having you be a part of our group and you are as much a member of Fondazi as anybody that's up on stage and i i love having you there so thank you If you want to become a Patreon subscriber, pop on over to Patreon and look for Fondazi Fire. If you have any questions or show ideas for us in the future, anything you want to know, then email us at fondazi@gmail.com. At Make sure you subscribe to Fondazi Fire Presents What Do You Want on your favorite podcast platform.